Hey, hey, hey out there. Welcome to the new world. I'm Greg Colossal, and we're hanging out on a really beautiful island, doing a little podcasting here on the beautiful, isolated island of Martha's Vineyard. I've been coming to Martha's Vineyard since I was a little tiny boy. Every summer since 1979, maybe 1980. And I'm so glad that my mom and pops decided to give us this place and show us the beauty of an isolated fishing town. Built by whalers, once a home for what they called the deaf and dumb. A place to leave isolation for those who needed it most to get away from the mainland world. And let me tell you, the mainland's got nothing on the island. So let's talk a little bit about Martha's Vineyard. Let's talk about the beauty of an island and the great people that are all living on this seven by 20 mile island. Oh, the new world. Everybody. What's up? This is Greg Colossal. And like I said, I am chilling on Martha's Vineyard. I brought my gear and I'm doing podcasts here now. Uh, it's a beautiful day. The sun is out. The moon was so bright last night. It was awesome. You see, when you're on an island, you don't realize how much ambient light comes from the land around you when you're on the mainland. You don't really know that the town next door is so well lit that it reflects back up into the sky. Right. And then you see a, a lighter or a little bit more what I call ambient lighting. And what I'm learning is what well, I'm learning this. I've known this. But when you're on an island, the the, the um, ocean around you creates lots of darkness. So when the moon is out or when the stars are out, they look so bright. And last night, the moon almost knocked me over. I was in awe. I could not stop staring at this thing. And everywhere I drove, can you believe it? It followed me everywhere I went. I was like, wow, it will, it's just there. It's so bright. And it was one of those moments, you know, where you can forget about the average beautiful things that we see every day, or you cannot, you know. Um, and I don't want to, but life will do it to all of us, kind of, you know what I'm saying, drop us down a few notches and make us forget about things that are beautiful. But uh, I couldn't help but but be enamored by this moon. I hope everyone gets a chance to stare at the beautiful moon when surrounded by complete darkness for miles around you. It's it's quite a treat. So uh, what are we doing today on Martha's Vineyard and what's going on here on Martha's Vineyard? Well, when you come to an island that makes most of its money, its uh, its income, and its, um, I guess, people earning a living, they, they earn a living primarily between May and the start of September. That's when uh, 15 to 20,000 uh, population goes to 150 to 200,000 people. Uh, it is crazy crowded and filled with fun and beaches are rocking and money's being spent. And the hardworking service people get to uh, flourish financially because they're going to lay low for the next uh, three quarters of a year almost, or two, two thirds at least. So Martha's Vineyard has been doing this ever since I was a little boy. The difference is, you know, really um, something I'm, I'm pretty talkative about when I'm here and I'm chatting with some locals. You know, I have this little bit of a, what you'd call a uh, problem or a, a pain. 
Because when I was a little boy on the island, it was less inhabited, even in the summer. It was busy. It was always a summer spot, but there was never this large amount of really heavy traffic or confused tourists. And I mean, it's to a point now, which again, financially, I I don't want to take it away from people. I, I hope people make their money, you know, but when you're selfish and you remember the good old days, you can't believe the amount of people that are on the island in the summer. And, you know, the thing about Martha's Vineyard, which you can't help but teach when you're part of this community, is all of the unspoken rules when you're on the island. You see, the mainland and the island are very different. Um, And there's a few rules we're going to talk about today that I love. I don't, I'm sure the, the locals, people that have committed to decades of living here full time would agree with me or not. Maybe they wouldn't. But there, there are some rules, and I want to share them with you so that when you come to Martha's Vineyard, you can be cool socially. You can be cool vibe. You can be accepted and cared about by people who are so loving. This island is filled with a lot of loving people. And it's a real simple thing. Now, they forget because they haven't been on the mainland, but we're going to talk first and foremost about driving, okay? So driving on Martha's Vineyard is not like anywhere else I've ever been. And I've driven in different countries. I've driven in different places in America, overpopulated, underpopulated farms, uh, Northern California, Southern California, New England, highways, back roads, mountains, all that, right? Country etiquette. In Martha's Vineyard, there is this amazing, amazing, beautiful thing that they do, which is called yield. To yield is not to do what you think, just to let someone else go. We're talking like, it's a way of life. So let's talk about a simple rule, um, and I'll, I'll kind of explain each one for those of you who have never been in the vineyard and who are coming. When you drive in Martha's Vineyard, compared to the mainland, you drive slow. That's the best way to describe it. You don't drive at a snail's pace to be disrespectful of people who might have to go to work, but you, if, if you're, you don't drive quickly, aggressively, and with this edge like we do in Connecticut, definitely in New York and a lot of New England, uh, because it's, well, it's foolish and you just, you just look like a fool, but really on the Island, it's dangerous. You'll figure out within a couple hours that your heavy foot riding someone's tailgate, uh, trying to pass on the right, making just like, you got to be somewhere. You're very important you can start to see how many people you put at risk. There's bikers and walkers and runners and buses and uh, cars. I mean, there's just so many people doing different things, and they're all very close to the cars. There's sidewalks. There's a bike path, beautiful bike path. goes around the whole entire island. It's like a little street just for bikes, and it stays adjacent to the roads. So one little weird move that we do all the time, every single day in Connecticut, we pass on the right, we... Uh, they're not coming. Uh, we don't let people in. You know, there's this aggressive game back in, in the Northeast. Well, on the island, <clears throat> none of that exists. And if you do got to go somewhere, the cool thing about this island is that, you know, people work here. There's, this isn't a fantasy island. There's not just Tattoo and Carlo Montalban. There's working, hardworking people. So they have to be somewhere at 7. Uh, they have to go. And it can be, you could drive 45 minutes on this island, actually, to get to work. So if you understand that, you don't 
act like you're on vacation all the time, even if you are. You want to invent and create a courtesy for everyone. And it's not that hard. You can use a little, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, brain power and figure it out. So if you're driving, you're on vacation, got your kids in the car, and there's a uh, diesel behind you, a utility body, uh, most likely, I'm going to just throw it out there, someone is not vacationing in the utility body. Someone is probably working in the utility body. Now, if they're working and you're on vacation, the energy levels are very different. We all know that. So what we would do is make it so that our leisure won't get in the way of their work. It doesn't mean you have to pull over onto the sidewalk and get all dangerous, but allow them to get to work. There's plenty of passing situations and or you can yield and there's lots of stuff. But you don't want to do 20 in a 40 when there's somebody who's got to get to work. They That's ridiculous. However, if there's nobody behind you and it's a 40 mile per hour, you can do 35, 30 and look around. It's no big deal. In fact, most of the time you can dilly-dally and even the hardworking people on the island won't be mad. But it's when you become so self-absorbed, so unaware of those around you, that you affect other people by your inability to understand these amazing rules. When you get into congested area of lots of driveways and, and uh, shops and uh, entrances and exits and crosswalks and people and cops and you know sidewalks filled with people, if you're foolish enough to think it's all about you, you're going to actually kill somebody. And the great thing about Martha's Vineyard Police, especially when they bring in the state troopers uh, for the summer, is that uh, they're no joke. They will just, they'll make sure you never do what you did again because they're putting people first, and that's why the island is cool, okay? So let me explain a situation. You're at a, um, you're driving on a busy road, and you're in bumper-to-bumper traffic. It's a little slow moving, and there's cars that got to get in to the road and to the traffic on your right and on your left. As you go and you get to the apron and there's their headlights, but you have the right of way, what we do is we yield. We will come to a complete stop and put our arms out and say, come on into the line, because otherwise nobody will get out of stop and shop. Nobody will get out of the liquor store, the post office, the the school. Nobody will get out. So we don't operate like we do on the mainland when we're on the island. We are considerate. Now, what happens when a whole entire island is considerate like 95% of the time? Quality of life increases, traffic is smoother, everybody's cooler. It's just how it is. It's a, it's a, I've been seeing it my whole life. It's the worst it's ever been now. Time 2021 is the meanest version you've ever seen, uh, and that's not even that mean. Because in 1980, it was like, it was crazy sweet. Okay, so that's rule number one. You yield at all times. If you are on a one-way street trying to find a parking space, right, and you got cars behind you, and um, you are looking for a space, and it's you know this this place can be crowded, you don't find it, and you go a little bit, and all of a sudden you pass the car that's backing out, and you wanna you wanna say no, that's mine, right? I want to back up and get to this parking space that this guy is gonna back out of, but the the train of cars that you are gonna affect is enormous you can't even see them all we don't do that that is just well suck it up buttercup that's not your spot anymore you're just going to keep going forward you're going to keep the vibe forward again as you do this backing and aggressive new york vibe parking and driving you will could just run over a kid because kids are just eating ice cream and frolicking around like they should 
free of, of any worry or concern. So that's another thing. You, you don't backtrack or get aggressive over parking or then put your blinker on and make everyone pass you because you believe that spot was yours. Just another little thing that you, doesn't happen here. And let me tell you, you get a good old contractor who's behind you and you do something foolish like that, he will say things to you you've never even heard before. And that's kind of why we like him. A little salty is what I say. All right, rule number three to try to help you. When you are um, going on these long roads, <clears throat> you know, the island's basically a triangle, and there's these long roads that, that, are, that are fit to the triangle. You know, they get you to these long distances in a straight line. Uh, they can get up to 35, 40, and 45 mile an hour speed limits with passing marks, meaning at the straightaways you can pass. Passing is totally normal here. But passing is also respectable. So that person who's being passed will yield. Maybe go tighter to the right, plenty of room, not hit the brakes because that's dangerous, but, you know, allow the passing to happen. In Connecticut, if you pass legally, there's a race. Somebody wants you to die. They want to keep up with you, make sure you can't get back in, and so you're head on to someone who's coming at you. It can be terrifying, even if everyone's following the rules. In the island, you do that, and I'm telling you, you they'll you won't do that twice. You'll be fed to the, the swordfish. You know what I mean? You cannot terrorize people with your car. Um, so again, the passing is courteous. And you and it's beautiful because if you want to go 30 in a 35 and look at the beautiful water, because it's impossible not to look at, but the guy behind you again is a taxi or he's got work to do then you, it's a great ag agreement. It's perfect. Hey, man, go around me so I don't mess up your day. Hey, man, can I get around you so I don't mess up your day? It's perfect. It's the ultimate in, in American freedom and communication. And the island has been doing it for a long time. A long, 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 long time. Okay. Uh, driving. Let me think about another one. <clears throat> okay. Your speed. Now, on occasion, in those 45s, you're going to see a car go 50. You might see a car. You might, might see a car go 55. And I'm sure there's classic speeders on the island, people that live here and know when to slam it when they can. But primarily, you won't see a car going 50 miles an hour here. You just won't. It's just, it's just not how it's done. So imagine you can go 75 or 80, because we know that feeling in Connecticut. But you don't. And you you stay within the limits of the speed speed limit. That's pretty unique. That's pretty unique in total in America. I mean, <laughs> I've driven all over the place, and I haven't seen one true limit to a stop sign. I mean, a speed limit sign. In other words, when it says 35, the cops let you go 45. So, you know, it's, it's this really weird, cool thing that makes everything a, a lot easier to deal with. Yielding is, is the way. So it slows everything down. It's awesome. I can't lie. I love it. All right. Moving on to, let's call it housing or rentals, et cetera. Like, let's, let's be honest. Um, Martha's Vineyard's rentals and vacation um, pricing is some of the highest in the country. I dare say in the world, but I don't know. Um, you can get... Uh, you know, you, there's there's houses here that rent for fifteen thousand a week. There's um, five, six, eight hundred dollar nights. I mean, it's very expensive to come to Martha's Vineyard on the peak season, especially. Now, 
and what you have to remember when you're part of this community is that Joe and Tina have a house, right? They're a school teacher and, uh, I don't know, a carpenter. And they make the average money and they live their lives. But all of a sudden they realize, oh, my gosh, honey, if we don't live here from from uh, June, July, and August, let's call it 10 weeks just for math reasons, and they'll give us 5000 a week for our house, we could make $50,000 a year just by not living in our house. Wow. So a lot of people do that because it's smart financially. They will end up in a situation that's smaller. They might even leave, et cetera, et cetera, and get 50, 60, and even higher, thousands of dollars just for their summer months. This phenomena has been existing since I was a little boy. Now it's through the roof expensive, but it's always been around. So when you rent someone's house, oftentimes you're renting their house, like where their babies play and you know, where grandma has knitted and maybe, you know, memories. And so it's not always you're renting their summer home that they have other homes. No, 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 no. You're renting a house that they put everything into and their lives into. And, uh, and so when you're, when you're actively in someone else's house, if you have that attitude, like what I paid $5,000 a week and I'm going to do whatever I want here, I'm going to, and you walk around and you mistreat things and you stain stuff and you, you act like an animal because you're arrogant, you're so arrogant you believe you deserve it and you're mad that someone can get 5000 a week for a house or even crazier our neighbors get 5 uh, 12000 a week 12000 a week so you can get mad right you could be like oh i i can't get that with my house in my house or whatever and you be an arrogant fool you become like sloppy or disrespectful you put shit down the drain you, whatever you do that is that ain't cool. You won't ever, ever get back to the island. It'll be very easy to keep you off this island. So again, people are really respectful. People will give you linens and picnic baskets and food and just so much goodness. Uh, licenses to go on the sand dunes, uh, uh, Norton Point, or we used to call them the sand dunes, but they're not really dunes anymore. Um, they'll give you passes to go to beaches that no one else can go to. So the courtesy has always been high and sweet. But the fact that so many new and uneducated, um, you know, island and uneducated people have been coming here, they've been doing kind of crummy things. Like they've been just being typical tourists where you would find all over the country where we, for decades, I would dare say many, many, many years, that, that didn't happen on Martha's Vineyard. It just didn't wasn't like there was better people here. It's just, it's just a, it's a more of a social uh, training and people didn't deviate from it. They just didn't. So that's another thing. When you rent something here, you rent it with pride and you act like it's yours and, and you know, and, and you're gentle and you do great things. You keep it nice. A lot of good people come here who will often leave the renter surprised with a gift. Imagine you spend 5000 you have a great time and you buy them, I don't know, a new chair or something for the house. That's the kind of people that come to Martha's Vineyard. It doesn't mean wealthy. doesn't always mean wealthy. It just means really considerate, you know, really considerate. Um, so that's the rental segment. One thing that Martha's Vineyard, nobody, nobody really uh, promotes or at least advertises this. You don't hear this on the mainland. You don't hear of um, uh, 
this exceptional reality, excuse me, um, that exceptional reality meaning your food sources here are so pure, they're so pure, so clean. Um, there's cattle here that are raised for beef. There's chicken and eggs, obviously, that come from uh, uh, local chickens. The vegetables, and, and I can't say I know all the fruit, but definitely vegetables are grown like crazy here. I believe fruits are grown here as well. Um, and then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the seafood. It's crazy. You know what I had for dinner last night? My bro was here, right, and uh, a buddy. So they're like, hey, we'll make some, uh, tonight we'll have some pasta with clam sauce. I said, oh, cool, thank you, man. That's very nice of you. About an hour before he started boiling the water, him and his buddy just went to the beach, went to the water, went in the water, and pulled out like 30 fresh clams right, you know, with a rake right there. Drove back home and then cut them all up, had fresh cilantro, fresh onions, fresh uh, whatever the secret ingredients were. And this dude whooped up. I don't even love clams, but I'll tell you what they do. They're really flavorful. So even if you don't like eating a clam, which could be gross to some people, the flavor is amazing. Now, you go in the ocean and pull them out, shuck them, open them up, cut them up, put them in some olive oil, get an onion that was grown down the street, get all the stuff that was grown locally. It's The flavor, the cleanliness of the food is, is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. In addition to that, he went fishing the other day, and he had some... Uh, sea bass and some bluefish and we had some of that i mean when you when you can understand how much the ocean will provide for you it changes your mainstream uh mainland mind you know i have it like i'm gonna get some meat i'm gonna grill some meat gonna get some barbecue gonna get some whatever but the ocean here it just it just provides if you can really eat fresh fish uh, you will probably do very well for yourself health-wise. You're surrounded by, <laughs> I don't want to try to act like I know, but stripers and bluefish and porgies and blackfish and uh, I'm going to dare say there's shark and big swordfish. and I mean, this, this place is aquatic, man. It, we're surrounded by food. And th- when you meet these locals and these hustling fishermen and all these folks, you realize they're bringing it right in. So getting in with a few of them, giving them some cash for a couple fillets here and there is, you know, is smarter than going to a restaurant, even though the restaurant's probably gets good food too. That's another amazing thing about, about Martha's Vineyard. Now let me tell you something. I don't like clams. I don't like shellfish the way I, I was abused <laughs> As a kid, all we did was clam so much, I just never wanted to be around a clam again. Uh, and then recently, somebody brought some fresh clams right out of the fucking sand. Ooh, I didn't mean to swear. And uh, they instantly, they, they put them on the grill. Just imagine this. Clams from the ocean, heat up the grill, put them on the grill. Don't do a thing to them. Don't do anything. Close the grill. They heat up. All of a sudden, they open up. They get cooked inside, and they start. They serve them right off the grill. They are so delicious, it's confusing. Because you'll ask, like, what'd you put on here, butter? Nothing. There's nothing but ocean water that has been burned off. 
the salt from the salt water is enough flavor. And again, after burning it off, it's delicious. One of the most impressive set of clams I've ever had right off the grill. So there you go again. Martha's Vineyard will give you food. And the farmers and the farms and the local markets and the, the proud people on the island will also cultivate amazing food for you as well. So another great thing about Martha's Vineyard. All right, let's talk celebrities now. Celebrities. When um, Martha's Vineyard has attracted many celebrities uh, for the history of time. Most notably would be in the 70s, the whole Saturday Night Live group that was uh, Belushi and Aykroyd and Bill Murray and uh, Gilda Radner and uh, Chevy Chase and that whole crew. They were huge Martha's Vineyard fans. Along with them was the notorious couple of James Taylor and, um, oh, my Lord, her name has escaped me. You're so vain. I think you think this song is about you. Carly Simon. Sorry, a little slow. And, um, and on and on and on. There are so many celebrities who used to come and still come and have bought much of this island, okay? Um, where I'm sitting right now, I'm just uh, about two miles from David Letterman, who bought a whole huge part of this island. Um, and I'm about a mile away from Obama's new $12 million uh, estate. Not even a mile away. He's right down the street. Um, now, except for Obama, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not political, but Obama is a show. <clears throat> it's a little bit of a show. It's the biggest show consistently I've ever seen on Martha's Vineyard. And I know it's the president and they have whatever, the Secret Service and all that. But it's it's a little bit more of a show than anybody else. Even when Oprah's on the island, you can't really tell that she's on the island. You see, one of my favorite, I have a few stories, but I'll, you know, this is a heavy place for Billy Joel back in the day. I'm not sure if he still comes, but I bet he does. Uh, Billy Joel spent a lot of time here. Um, there's a few There's a few fun stories. When I was a little boy, I love telling the story. Um, I was at the ferry on the Woods Hole side coming to the vineyard, and I'm waiting, and all of a sudden this tall, skinny guy comes down on a mountain bike. He's wearing a mock neck turtleneck. Um, it has uh, it's like army green, and it's covered in sweat. He's completely covered in sweat. So he looks horrible. He's patterned baldness, and his hair is all wacky, and he's got long hair even though he's got bald spots. You know how that works. And I look... Right in his face, I realize he's famous. I point in his face, and I go, oh, my God, you're Neil Diamond. And he goes, uh, no, no, son, I'm James Taylor. I went, oh, my God, I can't believe Neil Diamond's here. He's like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm James Taylor. I ran back to the car where my brothers were waiting to get on the ferry. And I said, guys, 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 Neil Diamond's up at the ferry. Neil Diamond's up at the ferry. Like, what? Neil Diamond? Everybody went running, and, and even better for us, it was James Taylor. It really was. So uh, I was a little embarrassed. He laughed, and he kind of chuckled because I was a little boy. We got pictures. I think we got pictures. And I think my brother had tickets to see him in Hartford, and he said, oh. My brother said, I'm going to see you in Hartford. And James goes, oh, great, I'll be there. You know, it was kind of a little joke. Uh, one time uh, I walked into the wharf, and uh, it's a little bar in Edgartown. It used to have a piano, I believe. I don't know if it still does. And Billy Joel just left. 
So I was walking in. They go, hey, did you see Billy Joel? I said, what? No, I didn't see Billy Joel. And I popped my head out, and I could just see him walking away. So I didn't run after him. One time when I was little, I got picked up by um, Mr. Bentley. I don't know his name. From the Jeffersons, the British neighbor, Mr. Bentley. He was in an MG, a small little, or a Triumph. I don't know really what he was in. This tiny car. He had to be six foot four. And he was in this tiny car, and his knees were like right next to his chin. And he was shifting gears. And I was hitchhiking. That's another thing we'll talk about in a second. And uh, this gentleman pulled over. I said, Mr. Bentley. And he said, do you want a ride? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a ride. He, you know, he, this is crazy, but I said, Mr. Bentley, and he put on a voice. Now, I don't know if he has a British accent, but he did in the car. And I thought, I didn't think about it till years later. He could have been just trying to make me laugh because I was a little kid. Because I don't know if he actually has a British accent. He might have put that on for the show. But he did it for me, and it was cool. He drove me from uh, Egertown to Oak Bluffs. Uh, and that was a fun little ride. Another thing that we don't talk about, Bill Murray's on this island all the time. Bill Murray spends a lot of time here. And he, you know, there's this great story. When you, when you see Bill, no one bothers him. The, the thing about Martha's Vineyard is when you see famous people... You don't go haywire and get your whole family to take pictures and follow them or ask for autographs or make it a big deal because they're on an island for this that very reason. They don't want to be around everybody. So it's a common sense thing, and we figure it out after decades of coming here. You can maybe give them a hello or a smile, but you never surround them. You never make it about you. This is a common thing. This is what we've always known here. I didn't know it with James Taylor when I called him Neil Diamond, but I I was 10, so have mercy on me. So, uh, Bill, this is a great story. I'm going to probably paraphrase it wrong, but Bill goes every week to this certain place, a certain bar slash restaurant. I think there's music, and he chills. And um, uh, one one day, this photographer was all up and on him taking all these pictures and getting a little bit too whatever, too much. So I think the people said, hey, man, back off, man. Let this let this guy relax. Or he said it. Maybe even Bill said it. And the guy, the photographer goes, do you know who I am? And, and people are like, we don't care who you are. Just listen, man. Leave him alone. The guy goes, I'm Carly Simon's son. And everyone's like, we don't care. We don't care. Leave Bill alone. alone, alone, alone. And uh, it got a little heated. I think got into the newspaper. And it was just another sign that uh, one ding-dong can set off all the coolness that we are proud of on the island. Leave Bill alone. He's just a dude. He doesn't want to play in the games, that you, you, the reindeer game that you want him to play in. So uh, that's that's been, um, you know, famous people or whatever you want to call them are part of the island. And it don't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's pretty cool. That's why I like it here. Another cool thing about Martha's Vineyard is the 30, 40, 50 year um, health reality that they have here. Moving, walking, exercising, jogging, biking, swimming, 
it's really part of everybody's life. I'm way out of shape, way overweight, really depressed <laughs> with the world that I'm living in. And so when I'm here, I feel, you know, it's not fun to be overweight here, but you do not feel judged. This, I'm not sure what the word is. I'm bad with the politics, but this is a liberal place, but it's not a leftist place. It's a little left, I guess. It doesn't feel like communism and and, and leftist kind of uh, energy. It does feel like the classic Kennedy liberalism that we used to all probably be aligned with in the 60s and 70s, where you love your country, you love other people, you want everyone to be okay. Um, but so what, like, uh, what just happened to me today was I was sitting having breakfast, and this woman sat next to me, and we started making conversation, and, you know, she, I can't say it was, uh, wasn't obvious, but she started to hint at the fact that uh, she lost a lot of weight and that she was sick. And I said, oh, wow, I gained a lot of weight because I've been sick. I've been, you know, almost, almost dead. Lyme disease has nearly ended my life. And, you know, her, the way that she worded everything and we spent 20 minutes talking, she was kind of like saying, look, I lost as much weight as you need to lose. Do you want to know what I did? And if you're from a, kind of an edgy place, you would have been offended or been rude back. But I can sense that she had nothing to gain, and she was just probably going, look, I feel so much better. I have to lose a lot of weight, a lot of weight. And so the way that she talked about it and went about it was uh, it took me by surprise for about five seconds because I still have my mainland um guard up and then for about 20 minutes it felt nice to just have someone say oh no i understand yeah it's and then she of course used keto and she wanted me to know all these things and uh but what i'm trying to say is like there's um there's a camaraderie and um a helpfulness here that isn't uh as dark or fake as you could find it in other environments um and that's that health thing is real. Like, um, I, I can't explain it. It's definitely female driven. Uh, the girls here are on the move, man. These girls are on the move. So um, it, it's hard to explain. It's not like it's nowhere else in the world. But here you have a constant energy being used to do that. You're walking on beaches. You're just constantly on the move because it's so beautiful here you will go outside more than you do, let's say, in in a small town in Connecticut or in, in you know what I mean? You just, you end up searching and searching for something to do. And within blink of an eye, you're at a beach and you're walking in the sand and you're listening to the water and the birds and the sun. Whether it be 25 degrees or 95 degrees, you could be very close to water. And, um, it's it's kind of cool. I I really kind of respect it. I am again. I'm so out of shape. I feel foolish sometimes, but I'm here for the assimilation. I want to see if if I steal that energy and could become uh, alone with myself enough to get back into my mind and body. Um, so that's another exciting thing that Martha's Vineyard brings. Another cool thing about Martha's Vineyard is the branding. The world of branding here. They have. Some of, I, I would call it, some of the most impressive 
American business branding, uh, small business potential here than I've ever seen anywhere in the country. Um, you all know one major one. I'm not going to say it right away, but it's it was this one that I'm talking about was just, I believe it started as a bakery. But I don't know. I can't remember the story anymore. But um, that that's bakery that I'm talking about is called the Black Dog. The Black Dog has been an icon that's been on across the world on these T-shirts. And we've been buying Black Dog stuff since 1980 or so. And the Black Dog has been this kind of this icon, you know, this marketing icon. Really, it's when you're here, it's a restaurant. It's also a coffee shop and a, and a bakery. Uh, it's now a clothing shop. They have full-blown <laughs> Black Dog uh, clothing stores. Imagine... You sell so many shirts after making a coffee that you can pay rent at like $10,000 a month and sell your shirts there. So it's the Black Dog is like, uh, it's pretty cool. And that's not the only one. Vineyard Vines is a very famous and, and a very, very successful brand. Um, there's more. They're, they're not they're at the tip of my tongue. But people have come here and made these small businesses into something unique. Very, very, very unique, and people love it, and I love that. The Americanism is so high, and it doesn't feel as dark and dirty as, like, the the heavy advertising of New York City and all that. It's so clean. It's so, like, early American, uh, you know, whalers who have decided to, you know, make their money with brands. It's awesome. There's another one coming up, Beetlebung, maybe, or... I don't. I'm I'm losing a few of them, uh, unfortunately. But there's that's something that's really hip about Martha's Vineyard, is that these small. Oh, one of my favorites is Mocha Mots. Mocha Mots is a. I would say it's some of the best iced coffee I've ever had. You want to get launched to the moon, you get Mocha Mots ice with a, with a, um, a, a shot of espresso. I think they call it something crazy, and you're like, boo! You're flipping out. Uh, pretty cool. Another thing uh, uh, with the brands is that they end up as fashion, you know what I mean? And it, and in the 80s and 90s especially, it was just really easy to wear stuff from Martha's Vineyard any day of the week, everywhere you went. They also used to have these huge sweatshirts. I'm going to not say they invented them, but having a South Beach sweatshirt hoodie was so normal for 20 years of my life. Uh, I loved it. They, know, it, they you know, you go back home and every girlfriend wants your your South Beach uh, hoodie. So, yeah, the branding and the, and the businesses here, very, very, very cool, very cool. And, of course, one of the most impressive brands that came out of the island is from the movie Jaws. So Jaws was filmed here. Jaws 1, 2, and 4 were all filmed here. Um. One was filmed here in its entirety. They named the town of Egertown Amity. That's where uh, I live. Amity was the fake name for Egertown. So if you go into a few of the shops still, you can look up on the walls and see the movie signs. Amity Hardware, Amity Coffee. They put them, they kept them for all these years. I believe Jaws came out in 1977, but it could have been 74. I don't, I don't know. Um, Jaws, of course, shark will eat you when you're swimming, right? Basically, premise to the, the movie. 
Um, hugely, hugely successful. In the movie, uh, Steven Spielberg's movie, I think he directed it, um, and Richard Dreyfus was in there. Uh, oh, my God, I can't believe the names that I forget. Oh, boy. Um, and the Jaws house, you can go see the house that the captain was on. And Anyway, um, it's it's pretty cool. You know, we have what they call the Jaws Bridge. In one of the scenes in uh, Jaws, there's a shark. That's the, the shark swims into the bay close to the bridge. And so now they call it the shark, uh, the Jaws Bridge, and they, they jump off the Jaws Bridge. But really, they don't realize they named the wrong bridge. The scene was filmed a couple, uh, a couple bays down, but the bridge that they jumped from is not where they filmed it. But it's no big deal. Um, so yeah, those are your brands and those are your little Hollywood movies. Along with that, of course, is Ted Kennedy. When you're talking about Martha's Vineyard, you talk about the Kennedys. I believe they might've just sold their compound here. They had a huge compound, um, in Akina, I believe what we know as gay head, or at least on that side of the Island. I don't know if any of this is accurate, but I thought that I read that they sold all of their Martha's Vineyard property. Now, who knows? I doubt it. One thing that we do know is that there's a little tiny island called Chappaquiddick right off of Martha's Vineyard. It's literally separated by about 80 yards, and you put your boat on a little ferry, and you go over to what looks like a big sand sand pit called Chappaquiddick. But if you go deep into Chappaquiddick, couple of miles here and there, you'll find houses in a small little village of people living there. Well, in the mid-60s or late 60s, Ted Kennedy did the notorious uh, partying over there, and he had Mary Jo Capeshi as, as his um, passenger in his car. They did a lot of drinking at a party. He was driving in the darkest roads. <laughs> Trust me, it's very dark on Martha's Vineyard. And he went off the bridge. The car flipped. The They literally were in water, and he escaped but did not help her. She drowned and died, and he uh, called people to immediately make sure he would not get arrested or his political career would not end. So um, it's very dark history, very dark everything. However, um, the Kennedy name here has been huge. It's always, always been huge. In fact, when I was little, my grandmother stepped on Jackie Onassis's foot in the bookstore, our favorite bookstore called Bunch of Grapes. Um, my grandmother was wearing a heel, and she literally stepped on, like, the open toes of Jackie. And Jackie went right down to the ground and grabbed her foot. And, ow, ow. and my grandmother was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Jackie. So I thought that was a funny story. Uh, yeah, so the Kennedys are, are part of Martha's Vineyard. I'm pretty sure they still are. And, of course, the tragedy of the, the whole families, the tragedy of the Kennedys is horrible enough, but John Jr. has crashed his small plane uh, near or on the beaches here uh, in a late-night flight, unable to see around him and not qualified to fly with uh, with his instruments and he crashed and killed everybody on board. So just another more tragedy for the Kennedys on Martha's Vineyard. 
Well, with that, folks, I think uh, I've said my piece about this beautiful island of Martha's Vineyard. If you can ever get here, I think you should. It's just got so much joy and so much peace to it. Oh, uh, my buddy just slid me a note. Uh, let's talk real quick about mopeds and bikes here. Uh, very common to rent bikes, rent mopeds, and see the island. The secret sad thing about mopeds and strangers to the island is that there has been many, many accidents and many, many deaths, um, car to moped. I'm not trying to scare you. You just have to remember that the roads here are small and tiny. The trucks and vehicles are getting larger, as you can tell. The roads aren't expanding. The combo of these mopeds, inexperienced drivers, passengers on the back, young kids, maybe a little drinking, smoking weed, uh, having a good time, and then these big trucks around sharing the road. It's We've had some tragedies here that are enough to... Whew, there's one that's so dark, I'm going to try to tell you about it, but... Um, it's it's pretty bad. So this uh, family is in a straight line of bikes. Um, I like mom, dad, kid, 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 or something like that, right? Now they're at this strange three-way, almost four-way intersection that we have here. It's a very strange one. It, Everyone must yield at all times in order for it to work. There's no sensible legal way to have this intersection work. It has to be everyone looking and letting them go and slowing down. No one will move if you don't. So they had taken a left uh, up and started going up a hill, and I believe a tractor trailer had mirrored them or done something similar, and the woman lost control of her bike. And I believe she went under the tractor trailer and he crushed her to death. And I believe her children and her husband saw the whole thing. That is one of those um, sickening stories that we don't like to remember here, but it's pretty, pretty happened. You know, it really happened here. There's a lot more, too, which I don't have at the tip of my tongue. The people that live here, most of them are anti um Motor, uh, what do you call it? Moped rental, because of the the dark, the the increase in numbers and the inexperience and the lack of slow and patient people, and people have died. People are crashing and dying, and then of course there's the business people who know, well, how how is somebody supposed to make a living? These people make a living this way. You take it away from them, and uh, they could they could fall hard. So it is one of those arguments, and you know most. Almost everyone who's been on the island has done the moped thing because it is pretty cool. You know, you get around on these 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 motorized bikes. It's been pretty cool. But it is a point of contention. So uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think I will part ways with you. I hope this was helpful. You can share it to uh, or with anybody who, you know, you think wants to uh, come to Martha's Vineyard because I think it's a great place to be, and I think they all deserve to come here. So on behalf of everybody here at The New World, I'm Greg Colossal, and this has been an episode about Martha's Vineyard. We hope you enjoy yourself. We hope you get to the island. And don't forget, spread the word. I'm Greg Colossal, and this 
is the new world.